Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, January 12th, and we start, as always, with local news. A Columbia man has been indicted on multiple charges of sexual battery by an authority figure. The indictment, which was returned by a grand jury on December 13th, states that John Robin Waldrum unlawfully engaged in sexual conduct with a child 13 years of age or older, but less than 18 years of age. The indictment also states that Waldrum, 53, was in a position of trust and or parental or custodial authority over the juvenile at the time of the offense and used the trust and or authority to accomplish the sexual contact, which is a violation of Tennessee Code Annotated Section 39-13-527 and is considered a Class C felony. According to the indictment, the crimes occurred on or about the 14th day of June 2023 to the first day of August 2023 in Murray County. Waldron was booked into the Murray County Sheriff's Department on Tuesday, January 2nd and released on a $50,000 surety bond. Waldrum is expected to make his first appearance in court on February 1st. Columbia resident Mackie Kaler is no stranger to overcoming the odds and on multiple occasions. The Memphis native has endured many struggles over the years, all with the goal of getting back to the stage and being the swanky southern crooner as he's always been known. He was also recently named as the Tennessee Troubadour by proclamation of the Tennessee General Assembly back in April for his contributions to the music industry. On Saturday, February 10th, Kaler will return to the stage in celebration of his 60th birthday. The show is also one of his first following a long recovery after undergoing open-heart surgery in November. The show will be hosted at Puckett's in downtown Columbia, the venue Kaler has come to call home, as well as the place he recorded his 2019 live album, live from the Swanky South, which was recorded prior to him suffering two strokes later that year. To Kaler, music has always been his life's passion and what's gotten him through the hard times of medical scares and recovery. This latest bout with heart surgery also isn't his first, having undergone a similar ordeal in 2000 when he received a mechanical heart valve implant. With my last surgery, they said I'd probably make it 25 years before having to undergo surgery again, and I made it 23, Kaler said but I'm doing well and grateful to be getting back. In addition to his career as a singer and songwriter in Memphis and on Music Row in Nashville, Kaler's most recent foray has been creating a brand new brand with Southern Roots Radio, which continues to grow into 2024. The programming, as he describes it, features a mix of all things Southern, including country, blues, jazz, as well as monthly tourism podcast with Visit Columbia broadcast from the Columbia Welcome Center on North Main Street. When people think about Southern music, it's not just country, he said. It's also jazz, soul, and all kinds of things, he said. Their swanky Southern Nights show airs 7 to 10 p.m. every Sunday. We love doing that show, and it's a blend of jazz, country, a little bit of soul. It's like putting the best elements of country and jazz together, Kaler said. We just love it so much. Overcoming a second round of open-heart surgery last fall was something Kaler said was to be expected following his initial surgery in 2000. Only this time, the ordeal included a life flight from Murray Regional to Vanderbilt University Medical Center, as well as a moment when things took a grim turn, requiring a crash unit after his heart stopped and he was technically dead for a few minutes. I spent Thanksgiving at Vanderbilt and was there for 16 days, Kaler said. 
I just went back a few nights ago and thanked the nurse that revived me. She cried, and we hugged, and she was so glad to see me. She was with me the entire time, telling me, stay with me. Since his recovery, Kaler is eagerly awaiting his return to the stage, as well as becoming a grandfather for the first time. To him, music, family, and the Murray County community he has loved has kept him moving forward. With a positive outlook on the future for his health, his family, and the Southern Roots radio brand, Kaler looks at broader horizons for the new year and getting back to what he loves most. I did a New Year's show, and I'm singing fine, in good voice, Kaler said. I'll get stronger with time. Otherwise, I'm fine, and we'll have a full band at Puckett's for my 60th. I'm grateful for that number. Grateful for every number now. And it's going to be fun, he said. Yesterday afternoon, Ransom Spirits and Provisions held their grand opening. Front Porch Radio's Mary Susan Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting and spoke to Daniel Peterson, one of the owners of the Upscale Eatery. This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am in downtown Columbia at a ribbon cutting celebrating the grand opening of Ransom Spirits and Provisions. I'm speaking with Daniel Peterson, one of the owners, and this is so exciting, Daniel. Tell us more about the spirits and provisions you offer here at Ransom. Yes, okay, Mary. Thank you for having us today and letting us be on the radio show. Uh, Ransom Spirits and Provisions is owned by uh, three partners. It's Derek Barentine, myself, uh, Daniel Peterson, and Josh Rosenbaum. Uh, we established this space. It's been about three months or so, actually, since we officially opened. And... Um, our original idea was that we were trying to establish a little bit more of an upscale cocktail bar that had really good food. But what the city has determined for us is that we're actually a little bit more of a restaurant than we are a cocktail bar because we found that lots of people are coming in for dinner and drinks versus drinks and a little bit of food. Uh, we have a uh, signature cocktail menu with great drinks that everybody in town uh, seems to love and, and a great menu. It's most, mostly like a shareable concept. So we have lots of people that will come in and if two people come in, they might get three or four different plates and a dessert. Uh, if we have a party of four or a party of six, they might get six or eight or 10 different things and kind of pass them around the table. So we have, we have a great burger. We have lamb chops. We have a mezza plate. Uh, we have a burrata, uh, truffle mac and cheese and some great desserts. That all sounds perfectly delicious. I love what I call a, a fancy drink, and I love to try different things. Um, and what are your days and hours of operation? Okay, we are currently open right now uh, Monday through Saturday. We open every day at 4 o'clock. And we started with some hours, and then we just decided that we were going to be more flexible. So we have this idea of we are here for you. So if you are here, we are here. We are willing to stay open on any given night uh, to at least midnight if there is clientele. But on the nights or in the seasonal times, like right now in the winter when it's a little bit slower, we might close at 10 or 11 o'clock. But generally, we are open from 4 o'clock to 11, Monday through Thursday, and from 4 to midnight or later on Friday and Saturday. Well, that makes perfect sense. And tell us more about your location. Okay, we are just south of 7th Street on uh, South Garden. So if you're familiar with uh, that corner, 
Uh, that's where Southern Exposure is. So we are just about two or three buildings down behind Southern Exposure. We're directly across the street from Baxter's Mercantile, and we actually share uh, the building with L&J Marketplace. Okay, that's great. What a convenient location. And do you have a website you want to share? We do. The website is ransomcolumbia.com, and that is also uh, our Instagram and Facebook is Ransom Columbia. Okay, wonderful. And what about a phone? Do you take reservations? At this time right now, we get most of our contact through uh, direct messages on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we currently, we started off for the first few months, we did not want to start off doing reservations because we really wanted to establish a good base of customers and really reach as many people as we could. Um, now that we have a good base of customers, uh, we have decided uh, we are actually expanding. We have a loft area above our bar that's about 300 square feet. That is currently uh, under construction right now and will be open and ready for Valentine's on February the 14th. And that will be the first uh, night that we actually start doing reservations. Uh, we'll be using the uh, Resi software where people can call ahead. We'll have call ahead seating. We'll have reservations. And that will all be coming out on our social media uh, in the next few weeks so that you can uh, book a reservation for Valentine's Day. Okay. And again, the primary social media that people should go to. Yes, is Ransom Columbia. And that's on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, I love it. Well, congratulations. This is just so exciting. And the inside space is just really cool looking. It looks like so much fun. And you and I are actually standing outside in this lovely courtyard. And there are heaters on in case it's ever cool at night. So that's just perfect. Well, congratulations. I know y'all are going to be super successful. This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. The wrongful termination suit filed by Roy Brooks against the City of Columbia has been dismissed after both parties jointly filed for dismissal of the case. Brooks was suing the city in federal court, claiming he was unjustly terminated following multiple reports to his superiors about several alleged safety issues within the department. Brooks's claims include staffing issues and false information being given to the Insurance Services Office, or ISO, as well as employees conducting work without the proper credentials. Following those alleged reports, Brooks was reprimanded for allegedly failing to check personal equipment. One month later, Brooks claims he spoke with his superiors about out-of-date rope equipment, but was ignored on the matter. Brooks claims this event led to a sexual harassment com complaint and an ac accusation of not following the city's COVID-19 policy. Following that meeting, Brooks was demoted from his position as captain and was transferred to a different fire station. As a result of the City of Columbia's retaliatory behavior towards plaintiff and adverse employment actions taken against him, Brooks began to suffer from anxiety and no longer trusted his superiors. Brooks's anxiety and distrust became so severe that he requested leave under the Family and Medical Leave Act on or about April 18th of 2022. Case documents read. City attorneys contend Brooks was terminated after numerous policy violations that include the aforementioned issues with personal equipment and sexual harassment, but also failing to complete mandatory inspections of fire hydrants and continuing to work at Columbia State Community College while on leave. Brooks's termination was upheld by a civil service board made up of citizens following an appeal. While Brooks's civil case has been dismissed, a criminal case in which he is the defendant is set for trial in May. Brooks is accused of carrying a firearm onto school property stemming from his 2023 response to Columbia Central High School during what turned out to be a hoax school shooting call. Brooks faces two years in jail 
if convicted of the offense. Allegations of abuse and negligence at the Murray County Animal Shelter were brought before the Murray County Health and Environment Committee at its most recent meeting, but county leadership maintained progress is being made in those areas. Heather Amagrande said she worked at the shelter for just 17 days, but in her time of employment, she was concerned about the treatment of animals and the cleanliness of the shelter. I worked there for 17 days, and in 17 days, I saw the most disgusting, horrific conditions that I have ever seen in an animal shelter or rescue, she told the committee. I want to be a witness for the neglect, abuse, and mistreatment of animals in the shelter. I sent pictures of the kennels of how they are filled with feces and urine for up to 20 hours a day, she said. Shelter Director Caitlin Stewart was elevated to her position in December of 2022 after serving as a part-time employee and then office director previously. She has been employed at the shelter since 2015. County Mayor Sheila Budd said she is standing behind Stewart at this time because she has been in the job for a short period of time and feels like she and the staff are working to improve conditions. We're doing leadership training. We're doing customer service training. We're going to work with the volunteers, Mayor Butt said during the meeting. I think we have to give it some time to work through these issues. Then, if it doesn't work, we have something to deal with. As long as I can stand behind my department heads, I will do that, and I will try to support them to do that job. That's when I'll make a decision whether they're doing that job or not, she said. Commissioner Jerry Strayan said he would like to see some movement toward a resolution in the matter quickly and hoped his fellow commissioners agreed. I'm really kind of sick of this mess. I spoke with a volunteer when I was out there one day. This volunteer kept looking over her shoulder when I spoke to her, saying that she was going to get in trouble for talking to me. Something is badly broken, if that's the situation, he said. I'm a commissioner, I have a responsibility to fix it, and I would ask this commission to help me fix it and fix it pretty quickly, whatever that might be, he said. The commission is only the funding body for the shelter, however, and has no jurisdiction over the department or the department head, Commission Chairman Eric Previtti reminded his peers. Strand added he believes there is a personnel issue that needs to be addressed, which would fall under the commission's purview once that decision has been made. Currently, part-time employees and volunteers make up the vast majority of the shelter's personnel, along with Murray County jail inmates, up until the end of the year in 2023. Trustee inmates are expected to return to the shelter once ankle monitors are able to be obtained by the sheriff's office. Volunteers, however, have felt mistreated at times as well. Volunteer Coordinator Kim Raffoff told commissioners she would prefer the relationship between the staff and volunteers be mended, if possible. The volunteers are willing to work with the shelter. We want it to be a good place. We don't come there to cause trouble, she said. We're there to make it better for the animals. Sometimes we're met with a lot of opposition. I've never been able to figure out why. It's always miscommunication gaps and things that can be easily solved, she said. This isn't a dictatorship. The second that people ask a question about something, they're going to be asked to leave and no longer be a volunteer, she said. Amagrande said while she worked in the facility, she felt staff believed they were above accountability. These people have been here for years. They have this mentality that they're untouchable, and this is how things have always worked, she said. As far as I'm concerned, the things I've seen in the shelter are horrific. This is a disgrace to the community. We should be horrified at what is going on here at this animal shelter. Additionally, she raised a concern that stray animals and those available for rescue are treated drastically differently. The strays barely have any food, any water. They never see the light of day. They don't get out of their kennels, she claimed. Stewart confirmed that stray animals prior to any surgery they may require are not walked or let out of their kennels. 
Since we had a distemper outbreak back in August, we've stopped moving them around as much, and we've seen a decrease in the number of respiratory infections in the shelter, she told commissioners. Most of the time, that is no more than two weeks. But like I said, we do have some long-timers that are waiting for rescue to pull them. One of the animals has been waiting rescue since October 31st of 2023. Mayor Butt maintained the shelter is improving under Stewart's leadership and staff, and staff is being trained to improve. And until she feels it is otherwise necessary, she will remain committed to Stewart and her staff. Work has been going on in the background for three months on this. It's not like we're just sitting here and saying it's happening and we're just letting it happen. It does not work that way, she said. But I'm also not going to throw people under the bus when they're trying to do their job, trying to do it better, she said. There is a time where we where we say we've done everything we can do. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Price Keller, 85, retired from Aramark and a resident of Columbia, died Monday at Murray Regional Medical Center. A funeral mass will be conducted Friday at 3 p.m. at St. Catherine Catholic Church. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. Mr. James Allison Cook, Jr., 88, retired banker, died Tuesday at his residence. Funeral services for Mr. Cook will be conducted on Saturday at 12 noon at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 10 a.m. until 12 noon at the funeral home. Mrs. Juanita Ann Overby Taylor, 93, a resident of Columbia, passed away Saturday, January 6th at NHC Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted on Saturday, January 13th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends from 12 p.m. until the time of the service at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well. But we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have windy conditions with rain and thunderstorms early that will turn to overcast skies this afternoon. The high will be 59 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 25 to 35 miles per hour. Winds could occasionally gust over 40 miles an hour. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy skies in the evening, then clearing overnight. The low will be near 25 degrees with winds out of the west at 10 to 20 miles per hour. For your weekend forecast, we will see mostly sunny skies for both Saturday and Sunday, with temps dropping as the weekend progresses. Saturday's high will be 43, then just 30 on Sunday. The overnight weekend low will be around 19 degrees. 
Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews, realtor, and her husband, Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard, and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Bank with First Farmers, and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Hi, this is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ, 
changes lives. I know because he changed mine. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The Transportation Security Administration in 2023 found the highest amount of guns at airport security checkpoints since 9-11, the agency announced this week. Nashville International Airport ranked in the top 10 on that list. In 2023, TSA discovered 6,737 guns and carry-on bags across 265 airports. At Nashville's BNA, there were 188 guns discovered, putting the city at number five on the list. Approximately 93% of firearms stopped at security checkpoints across the country were loaded. Ranking in the top spot was Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport with 451 gun discoveries over the course of the year. Though the number of guns found this year was about 200 higher than in 2022, the rate of guns discovered was slightly improved. TSA reported it screened more than 858 million individuals in 2023 for a rate of 7.8 firearms per million passengers. The agency discovered 8.6 guns per million passengers in 2022. In 2023, guns were found and confiscated most often at the following airports. 451 guns found in Atlanta, 378 guns found in Dallas-Fort Worth, 311 in Houston, Texas, 235 guns in Phoenix, and 188 found at BNA. When TSA finds a firearm and carry-on baggage, law enforcement is immediately contacted and the person is removed from the security checkpoint area. Depending on local laws, the person may be arrested or given a citation by law enforcement. TSA does not confiscate firearms, but it has the authority to issue fines to passengers carrying guns up to $15,000. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turn her in Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. 
Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. Anyone wishing to start a career in healthcare are invited to attend the New Year New You Career Fair at Hospitots. The fair will be held from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Saturday at the Children's Academy at Hospitots, located at 1219 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. The event will feature industry experts and nursing professionals who will provide interviews, advice sessions, and resources for careers in healthcare service. The first 50 attendees will also receive a free career development session voucher worth $50. Race for the win while having a lot of fun at Fairview Park this weekend for a day playing with remote control cars. Muletown 1RC Racing will host races at the Krista S. Martin Community Center located at 871 Iron Bridge Road starting at 1030 a.m. on Saturday. Races will include classes of crate late models, super late models, and eastern dirt modified cars. The event is also free to attend. For more information, call 931-922-8381. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOMWKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.